time for another insightful conversation with Jennifer. In this conversation, we are going to talk about former President Donald Trump's big win in Iowa and pending win in New Hampshire and maybe South Carolina. Should the rest of the field read the tea leaves? Also, we are going to discuss Joe Biden, his beatonomics, foreign policy, and the sad state of our border. Now, I turn it over to Jennifer. Thank you, Chris. Winning Iowa does not clinch the nomination for any candidate. Trump did not win Iowa in 2016 and he still came out ahead when all said and done. Winning New Hampshire and South Carolina in most cycles is not enough either. Mathematically there are still far too many delegates still up for anyone to call it quits after the first three contests. One caucus and two primaries. This year is a bit different because the math on the Republican side is pretty much set in stone. Even before the process started, Trump held considerable support going in. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has made little ground despite being a clearly effective governor. Nikki Haley has enjoyed some support but not enough to really have a legitimate shot. The contest might be already over simply because there are a plethora of Trump supporters who want Trump back in office. And are not moving from their spot. Typically, the Iowa caucus is exciting for people like us who enjoy politics. But it is very predictable this year. And the math does not look good for anyone not named Donald Trump. The base of voters seem to have made up their minds in 2020 and carried that sentiment into this year's cycle. It has not subsided very much. And to be quite honest, the Trump alternatives have really made a convincing counter-argument. While DeSantis and Haley have largely qualified themselves for office, as I have discussed before, they have not really moved the needle because they say some of the right things but have not found an effective path to challenge Trump while showing why they can do better. Haley talks about a new conservative vision but does not really offer anything much different than what the rest of the field who the base deems as establishment. She has done well so far but not sure how far she can go if she does not find some way to connect with the conservative Republican base that is solid Trump right now. Haley discusses the money spent by the Trump administration, which largely was the result of the federal response to the pandemic, but then calls for continuing the funding of the Ukrainian defense from the Russian invasion. I think there has to be some level of executing a political attack without clear contradiction. Hard to complain one person is fiscally irresponsible for spending money on Americans going through a pandemic and economic shutdown while advocating for funding a foreign war that we have no direct interest in besides containing the Russian threat. But the real focus of the contest is not to stop Trump from becoming the nominee even if other candidates may be just as qualified, like DeSantis, and carry less baggage. The end goal is to end the Biden era before it can make matters worse. A couple days ago a person asked me how people can be so stupid to support Trump. I pushed back by saying people could ask the same thing about Biden. That person thought that every person of color must be a loyal Democratic voter. This is a year where both nominees will be highly unpopular and voters will have to ironically choose based on the issues not their feelings. Who will do better on the economy, with the current foreign policy crisis, with the illegal immigration crisis, and our deteriorating cities. As much as Democrats do not want to see Trump back in power, it is a bit more imperative to consider can America experience another four years of the current state of affairs. An election is not just the qualification of one candidate or the other, but both. There are major issues that the next president will have to address. The world is experiencing wars on two fronts, but conflicts that could grow. Conflicts that some attribute to perceived weak leadership in regards to providing a true deterrent to Putin and also to handing money to the leading sponsor of terror in the Middle East immediately before it signed off on a horrific terrorist attack on our strongest ally in the region. Not to mention the botched Afghanistan withdrawal that restored power in minutes to the Taliban. 
the economy overall is not doing that great and potentially could soften. Sure the stock market is high and the job market has still shown some resiliency but the actual underlying data is declining. People are working more jobs than they were under Trump, while taking home less real wages. Millennials cannot afford homes or mortgages. More people rely on credit, which is costing them more than before. Every time they tell us to look on the bright side, it typically is because we narrowly avoided the worst case scenario. That is not the future that is built back better. Inflation continues to impact our society although the rate is growing at a slower pace. But corporate procurement departments are still seeing vendors increase their prices and experience shortages. Americans are seeing their American dream taken away from them because of poor public policy. At the same time, their communities are growing more destitute and crime-ridden. In some areas, there is no hope because any available funds are being spent to address the illegal immigrant issues that are stretching the budgets of many communities. There are legitimate reasons for people to want to move on from Trump and Biden. But I think many rational people are starting to feel that if you had to pick one or the other, Trump may be the better choice. And I think Democrats are starting to feel that. Probably the reason why progressive-run states are trying to manipulate the election by attempting to remove Trump from the ballot despite no conviction or completed trial. Rather than replacing Biden on their ticket, they are trying to skew the election. More on the illegal immigration problems. While I think the efforts by Speaker Mike Johnson is politically reasonable to try to connect aid money for Ukraine with commitments to improve border security, I am not sure you are going to get any real meaningful change. At some point, there needs to be some common sense that we cannot let people continue to violate our laws and enter our borders illegally. It is just insane to continue this mess. A few weeks ago I saw a group dropped off in the middle of the night walking in Long Island, New York towards a train. From their bus and onto the nearby train station right past me. I assume headed into the city, where these illegal migrants are causing quite the financial burden, health crisis, and taking up public space, while costing taxpayers billions that their nations of origin should be compensating our communities for. People want to look past the crime, drugs, and human trafficking that coincides with illegal immigration. Because it makes them uncomfortable. But there are many downsides of illegal immigration that cannot continue to go unaddressed. We can be compassionate while not being purposefully naive. We should also understand that unplanned funds spent on these illegals are resources taken from our communities that could be used to improve local education systems, fix infrastructure, support Americans in need, and address healthcare gaps. America should not bear the economic burden caused by public policy that is done outside of our government and of our control. One step that we should agree that should be done is freeze the assets of nations these illegals are entering to compensate the states impacted. We do not talk enough about the need to refreeze assets that the Biden administration gave to Iran. The Biden administration finally agreed to return the Houthis back to the terrorist list, which they never should have been removed from. This is another example of a bad decision directly causing harm to our allies, our people, and costing taxpayers money that would not have needed to be spent if not for the radical drive to give money to bad regimes. Now, our military is taking action in the Middle East because of the poor policy decisions of this administration. I am not sure there has been an administration that so much bad has been done all at the same time. I think sometimes we need to question whether Democrats know who the good side is and who the enemies are. They seem so quick to prevent bad actors from experiencing justice, consequences for their actions, and barriers to proactively stop their destruction, while they try to demonize the actions of the good. I am not sure any rational human being would be foolish enough to give billions of dollars to a nation that blatantly sponsors terrorism and wants to destabilize the Middle East. Rather we should be treating them in the same manner as Russia, freezing assets and sanctioning them. 
One cannot continually talk about being on the right side of history and then give money to Iran and days later see the tragic terrorist attack they assisted with. Finally, Joe Biden is probably the most ineffective president we have ever had in the history of the United States. And when you really do not have anything positive that you can build a case for re-election on, you must create narratives that you hope your supporters can spread. Bidenomics is a disinformation campaign right in front of our eyes. The economy is not doing well simply because we have avoided the fiscal cliffs, a recession so far, and complete depression. The stock market is doing well because consumers are still spending and increasing their credit usage to do so. How much of this additional spending is simply the impact of inflation not true new growth? With the earnings of companies supposedly doing so well, there are awfully a lot of companies that are trimming staff lately. Not the best sign of a thriving economy. The slogan for Biden's re-election campaign is probably going to be it could be worse which is what they continually try to make us feel. Sure, Europe is experiencing higher energy prices and inflation than America. They are more closely dependent on the banned Russian energy than we were. So obviously their costs of living and operating businesses will increase more than the United States. The real question is why did the Biden administration continue to make it harder for domestic production when they knew a coordinated effort to deal a blow to Russia would negatively impact our access to the energy resources we need. Then the hope was that dangerous regimes in the Middle East and South America would make up the difference. That is poor leadership. Thankfully, the market eventually helped increase domestic production demand even with harder permitting. If your policies are really working then you would not need a shifting of scope to make it appear like society is too stupid to see the success. People know what good leadership looks like and feels like. And nobody is feeling like our policies are working. Again the proper measure is not comparing us to other nations that are doing much worse. But comparing us to where we should be if rational decision making was made in our economic, domestic, and foreign policy areas. Also, there should not be so much crime in our communities that iconic stores and foundational businesses are abandoning communities they have served for decades. Stores with everything behind plexiglass should not be the new norm. Our public schools are meant to prepare future generations for career success and making it in life. Not serving as temporary housing for illegals that did not come here legally. Our public schools should not need to go fully remote because they need temporary housing for illegals. Taxpayers should not see funds go to pay off obligations of student loan borrowers because they do not want to pay off loans that they maximized in order to go on spring break. While college debt is a real problem, it needs to be addressed in a responsible manner. Not just a handout. The projection forward is not good. Is Trump the answer? I am not sure but I know Biden is not. That is what we all can be sure of. Thank you Jennifer for another edition and look forward to our next conversation next week.